Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Welcome back, podcast, podcast. <laughs> We're off to a great start. <laughs> uh, this is the third episode I've recorded today, so welcome back, podcast, family, listener, wonderful human being, whatever you choose to call yourself. Um, hello, I hope you're well. I hope you're ready for today's episode because we are going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart. Although to be fair, all of the topics are near and dear to my heart because I get to decide what we talk about. So why would I talk about something that is not near and dear to my heart? Good question. I don't. So back to (laughs) today's episode, we're going to be talking about why the way that you talk to yourself matters. It is one of the things that is going to either really help you or really keep you from being happy because you cannot be happy with someone who berates you and tells you that you're a piece of shit all the time. And if that person is you, well, guess what? You are not happy and you are making yourself miserable and that is not okay. And I want to tell you first about a free gift that I have for you that I developed just for you, because if you're listening to this podcast, you are my people. And I want you to be happy because that is my hope and dream for all human beings. And if you are not a human being and you're listening to this podcast, um, dope. (laughs) I don't know what to do with that. If you can read, you can also have the thing I'm going to offer. But for those humans who are listening, I developed a daily I tweaked, right? Let me be honest. I tweaked a daily journal prompt that I got from one of my coaches and mentors. Her name is Rachel. She's amazing. Rachel Friedman. And she gave us this daily journal to help us start to get inside and get ahead of our little gremlin brain and to practice being a witness and to practice taking aligned action. Anyway, so I tweaked it a little bit. And I'm giving it to you for free because we live in an abundant universe and I want you to have the same tools and strategies that I have. Um, I want you to succeed just like I want to succeed. And if you don't have tools to do that, that's kind of unfair. So I'm not into keeping things to myself. We are into sharing because sharing is caring. So you can get this daily journal prompt. You don't have to do a daily, but it works a hell of a lot better if you do. That is going to help you start realigning your life and your actions with the life that you want, with your highest self, with a totally badass, uh, just killing it, energy, life, chick, dude, non-binary that you are and that you deserve to be. So you can get it at livemyhappyhealth.com slash self journal. Go get it. It's free. It's going to change your life if you let it. You're welcome. And now let's talk about another thing that's going to change your life. 
And that is changing the way that you talk to yourself. Now, if you're listening to this episode or if you're a human being, I would be willing to bet that you operate in a shame-based motivational loop where you try and make yourself do the right thing, keep yourself from doing the wrong thing, be perfect, be what other people need you to be, do the right thing by beating yourself up and by berating yourself and by making fun of yourself and by being cruel to yourself and saying, God, why can't you just do better? You're so stupid. You're so ugly. Like everyone hates you. That's so embarrassing. You're so cringeworthy. You're so dumb. You're so stupid. You should be doing better. You should be doing what they're doing. You should be like them. Oh God. Even like saying those things hurts my heart for you because it doesn't help. It doesn't help if it worked. And I promise you it doesn't. You would be perfect by now and you would never do anything wrong. And you would never hate yourself so much that you want to die. And you would never hate yourself so much that you don't let anyone actually get to know you because you think secretly you're just a dumpster fire of a human being and you wouldn't want to cry all the time and you wouldn't feel how you feel. And that is a direct result of you being a complete asshole to yourself, which is not a human's natural. You never see a small child doing that. Small children are inherently compassionate. They laugh things off when they make a fool out of themselves. They, it's actually really interesting. If you watch small children do something wrong, they'll look to their caregivers for their reaction. And so because humans are little sponges, we learn how to react when something goes wrong from our caregivers. So if your caregivers were huge on beating you up and always looking perfect and having to do the right thing all the time and never making a mistake because a mistake means you're a failure and a failure is the worst thing that you can be, then you're going to start doing their job for them. You're going to start beating yourself up. You're going to start judging yourself so harshly. You're going to start hating yourself. Because all of us do things wrong. All of us screw shit up. Like, we are human. Welcome to humanity. You're going to do things wrong. You're going to not know. You're going to do your best and it's not going to be good enough. You're going to say something wrong. You're going to hurt other people. Hopefully not intentionally, but none of us are perfect. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fail for the rest of your life. And if you've been taught that failure is the worst thing that you can do, that failure makes you bad, then you're also going to do whatever you know to do to protect yourself, in quotes, from failure. But beating yourself up pretty much guarantees failure because for one, it's definitely not a good space to operate from. If you're constantly operating from terror of fucking something up, then that's not, that's not going to help you. It's too much pressure. Most of us, most of us, like, pretty much all of us succumb to that pressure. And so then we don't do our best job. And then the loop starts again and we beat ourselves up and 
we prove ourselves right, that we're a failure and nobody likes us and we're a loser and we can't do anything right and we should just die. Which is where a lot of my clients get to. Well, I can't do anything right anyway. I should just quit. I should just die. God, I wish I wasn't here. No one likes me anyway, so I can't possibly let them see who I really am because they'll judge me and they'll know that I'm a failure and they'll know that I'm not perfect and I have to be perfect. I have to be what they want, even if it's completely inauthentic to who I am, because my life, my life's goal is to get other people to like me. And I do that by hating myself and by beating myself into submission. And that does not create happiness. It doesn't even get you what you want because you hate yourself so much that you end up not taking care of yourself, right? We don't take care of things that we don't value and if all you do is beat yourself up all day long, all you do is speak to yourself cruelly, maliciously, with hatred. Well, you're absolutely not taking care of yourself, which then tells yourself that you don't value yourself. And if you think you're worthless, if you tell yourself you're worthless, then you're not going to make any positive changes. You're not going to get the life that you want. You're not going to have good relationships because you hate yourself. So when other people punish you, you're going to think you deserve it. I had a client who said one of the ways that they punish themselves for not being perfect is by purposely putting themselves in situations where they knew they would hate it because they deserve it. Because they deserve that punishment. And that was absolutely heartbreaking because you deserve to be happy and you deserve to be in environments where you are supported and encouraged and responded to with compassion when you screw up because you're human. And one of the ways that we do that is by changing our internal soundtrack. Now, if your internal soundtrack is berating yourself and telling yourself that you're stupid and you're an idiot and everyone hates you and this is why everyone hates you and you deserve to be punished you deserve to be miserable Ooh, damn that is heavy and you're going to prove yourself right you're going to continue to be around people who treat you like shit you're going to continue to have jobs that mistreat you you're going to hate the place where you live you're going to do anything you can to prove yourself right you're going to hurt people you're going to never let anyone get close to you because you want to prove that everyone hates you. And if they get to know you, they'll hate you. So our internal soundtrack becomes the life that we live because we will do anything to be in congruence with our beliefs. So in order to start changing our lives, we have to start changing our beliefs. And that means we have to start changing our internal soundtrack. Now, how do we do that? You're like... Hey, Amanda, that sounds super great, but um, you can't change your thoughts. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can change your thoughts. You can change your beliefs. You can change your mindset. How do I know this? Well, research tells us that the brain is plastic, not plastic as in like tubbleware, plastic as in able to change because the brain is a muscle and an organ. It's both. And just like your body muscles, which it is a body muscle, just like your, <laughs> just like your skeletal muscles 
when we give it different stimulus, when we give it different input, it will respond. So if you started doing 100 push-ups every day, you would develop muscles in your upper body. When you start thinking more positive, compassionate, warm, supportive thoughts, your brain is going to start going, oh, okay, well, this is a new this is a new pattern, so we better start wiring for this pattern because this is clearly where we're going. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight, but what it does mean is that we can change our brain. We can start starving those thoughts that are cruel and judgmental and malicious and assholey. And we can start building pathways that are kind and compassionate and encouraging. So you can change your thoughts. You can starve other thoughts. That doesn't necessarily mean that they'll go away 100%, but what it does mean is that they'll have less and less power over you and that it won't be so hard to get away from them. And they're going to come less often and they're going to be less intense because you're literally going to starve them. We're going to stop feeding them. And we're going to start feeding compassion and kindness and shit, even just neutrality, like that's good enough. You don't have to think that you're the best at what you do or the prettiest or most handsome or best looking human alive. It's enough to say a neutral statement. We're going to get into that in just a second. So there is a five-step process to changing your internal soundtrack. And we're going to go over all five because why would I only give you a few of them? That makes no sense. So we're going to tell you the five steps and then we're going to break them down one by one. Yes. Uh, number one, we're going to practice just watching our thoughts, just being even aware of how you speak and the ways that you talk to yourself. We're going to write down the absolute meanest things that you say to yourself. And I want you to get good and honest. And I want you to cringe when you hear the way that you talk to yourself, although I guess you wouldn't be hearing it, you would be seeing it. So I want you to really be honest about the things that you say. No one has to see it but you. You can burn it after you're done with it. I don't care. You can eat it if you want. Wouldn't recommend it, but hey, this is your dream and not mine. So we're going to write down the absolute worst things, the most painful things that your brain says to you, and we're going to work on those. We're going to start speaking to yourself as you would to you as a toddler. And we're going to prioritize being compassionate and kind and encouraging and understanding, just like you wouldn't hopefully like throw a toddler out the window and kick their ass for spilling some juice. We would just understand that hey, toddlers aren't super coordinated. They usually have big heads and too much energy, which is kind of a recipe for spilling things. So we would not berate them. We wouldn't tell them that they're worthless and they deserve to be punished and they're bad and they did it on purpose. We would tell them that they made a mistake and it's okay, we can clean it up and we can be more careful next time. And so we'd speak to ourselves as we would a toddler. And if no one was kind to you when you were growing up, then you want to... You want to be the kind adult now to you as a toddler. And a really interesting exercise, and this is number four, is I want you to think about who that voice sounds like and where you got it from. Because those thoughts were implanted. It is not 
natural. It does not come naturally that we beat ourselves up. It is taught. So did they come from, who did they come from? Just think about that. That's number four. And the fifth one is we just repeat the process until it's our new normal and we don't beat ourselves up for not being perfect about it. You're going to forget to do it. You're not going to catch every single one of them. Like that's totally legit. It's totally normal. We just want to, we just want to be compassionate about it. So back to number one, we're going to practice awareness. So in order to do that, you have to understand that you are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of those thoughts, which means you have control over what thoughts you feed and what thoughts you starve. You have control over implanting new thoughts in your head. You have control over how much attention you give these thoughts and how much time you spend wrapped up in them because you are the person, the entity, the spirit, the being, the power behind your thoughts. So you are not your thoughts, which means that we can create some distance between ourselves and our thoughts and that we have control over them and we can change them. Now, we cannot control our first thought. We cannot control what we think the first time but we can control our reaction to it. We can control if we challenge it. We can control if we reframe it. So if your automatic thought, if you drop something to say, oh my God, you're so stupid. You are so clumsy. Like Jesus Christ, you are such an embarrassment. We can't necessarily change that until we have a new automatic thought process, which is going to take time. And that's okay. It's very normal. But we can respond to it and say, ooh, okay, that was harsh. Um, I'm not stupid. I'm not an embarrassment to humankind just because I dropped something. I may be a little clumsy, but it's okay. Like I drop things and it's fine. We can just be more careful next time. So even though we can't necessarily control our first thought, our automatic thought, we can change the way that we respond to it and we can choose not to feed it. So if you're if you drop something and you have that response and you just go on for the rest of the day obsessing about how you dropped something that morning and how you're such a loser and you think about all the other times you've ever dropped something and that leads to thinking about all the other times you have been a failure, in quotes, then you're choosing to stay in that loop. Now, if you don't know that you don't have to stay in that loop, you're not really making that choice consciously because you have to know that you have other options in order to practice them. So I'm telling you now, you do not have to stay in a loop. You can just witness what your brain is telling you and you can choose not to feed it. Like you can watch those thoughts and go, oh, damn, those are harsh, okay. Um, it's okay. Every time your brain brings it up because it's in its own pattern and it likes the pattern that it knows and if that thought catches your attention and you play with it for the rest of the day, well, that's what your brain wants you to do. So we want to practice unhooking from that thought and just going back to bringing your attention to whatever it is that you were doing. So really what we're working here is two things, the awareness practice and the unhooking practice where you just bring your attention back to whatever it was you were doing at the moment. Um, that way we're not feeding and amplifying this spiral where we're just an asshole to ourselves. Like it's not worth it. It sucks. Not that you suck. That spiral sucks and it doesn't feel good. We want to do things that feel good. We want to give attention to thoughts that are helpful, not that make us feel like shit because no, no, thank you. 
So we're going to write down the meanest, cruelest, most bitter things that you say to yourself. Like I literally want you to put pen or pencil or marker or crayon to paper and write them down. Write them down. Leave some space after maybe like two, two spaces or write them on half the paper. And I want you to really look at those things. And I want you to think about how you feel when you read them. And I want you to imagine saying them to someone that you know. Or you know, imagine saying them to a child. Because we all have a little child inside of us. We all have all of our ages inside of us. So I want you to imagine saying those things to a child. And if that thought horrifies you, I want you to really question why it's okay, why you are telling yourself it's okay because you're doing this thing, to do it to yourself, to say it to yourself all day long, every day, if you wouldn't say those things to a child or to anyone else in existence. You deserve the same kindness that you show other people, and you probably deserve it more. If you're able to empathize with others and say, well, you know, maybe they have a lot going on or they're really doing their best or whatever, not that you're making excuses, you're just having empathy, then you deserve that too. You're doing your best. You're, you're trying the best that you can. You are not perfect. Like, it's okay. We want to give ourselves the same awareness and kindness and compassion that we give others, especially if you are an asshole to yourself. And I don't want you to beat yourself up for being an asshole to yourself. You don't know another way. And if you don't know another way, we can never do another way. So this is why I am teaching you another way. So we're going to write down the absolute meanest things, everything that your brain tells you that makes you feel like shit. I want you to write them down. And next to them or after them, I want you to write a neutral statement. So if a cruel thing is you are fat and ugly and everyone hates you. A neutral statement is you have fat, you're probably not the ugliest person on the planet, and at least somebody somewhere cares a little bit about you. Sometimes a neutral statement is much easier to walk to or to jump to than a totally positive statement. So it would feel probably too big of a leap, and it may not, but it may feel too big of a leap to say, well, I'm beautiful and it's okay to be fat and everyone loves me. Like that may feel fake. And so we want to take a smaller jump. If your brain says you're terrible at your job and you're going to get fired because everyone hates you. A neutral statement would be, I'm okay at my job and this coworker likes me. Or my manager gave me a compliment at this time and said I was doing a good job. Like those are neutral statements and or facts, which is very good to counteract this cruel brain that you've got going on. So we're gonna write down the worst things our brain says and we're gonna have a neutral statement or a positive statement or a fact, positive fact to counteract them. We are not looking for evidence that they are true. We are absolutely not doing that. That is not helpful. So we don't want to feed it. We want to look for evidence that they are untrue a neutral statement or a positive statement. And number three is probably the hardest because it's really putting these things into practice. So you're going to practice. That's all this is. We're going to practice speaking to ourselves with compassion. 
and kindness and empathy and saying it's okay. And really, I want you to imagine yourself as a toddler. And I want you to start speaking to yourself as if you would yourself as a toddler. And that is our new practice. So when you forget to do that, when you fall back into your own habits, it's okay. You're not going to be perfect from the get-go. You're probably never going to be perfect at it. I'm not, and I've done this for a long time. It's okay. We just want to do the best that we can. We want to focus on progress, not perfection. So we're going to speak to ourselves as we would a toddler, and we're going to practice kindness. And I want you to think about who that voice belongs to. Does it belong to one of your parents? Does it belong to an ex-partner, an old teacher, an old coach? Um, your religion growing up. Who does that voice remind you of? And sometimes it's helpful to name it and to like call it that voice and to say, okay, mom, I hear you. I'm a failure and I'm a loser and nobody will love me. Like, but I don't have to listen to you now. I'm not a child anymore. It wasn't true then, and it's not true now. You were just being cruel. Or, okay, Dad, yeah, I get it. I'm fat. I eat too much. But you know what? I, I'm okay. I can eat what I want and have a life that I like and be healthy. You don't have to listen to you now. You don't get to live in my head rent-free. I choose what I give power to. So we can name that voice. And you're just going to, number five, is uh, repeat it. <laughs> Keep going until this is your new normal, until your automatic thoughts start to change. It will happen for you. I have taken hundreds of people through this journey, and it will happen. You will start changing your thoughts automatically. Be Well, your automatic thoughts will change. The process isn't automatic. It's a practice. Because your brain has the ability to rewire. And so what fires together, wires together. If you start firing kindness and compassion and empathy and telling yourself it's okay and giving yourself grace, then that's what is going to become stronger. But it takes time and it takes consistency and it takes practice. So I'm going to go over the five again. We practice awareness of how you speak to each other, to each other, to yourself. We Write down the absolute meanest things that you say to yourself. And then after that, or in the other column, we're going to write down neutral, positive, or true statements that we can use to challenge those thoughts and beliefs. We're going to speak to ourselves as if we were talking to a toddler. And if we wouldn't say it to a toddler, if we wouldn't berate a toddler or make fun of them or say cruel things, then we're not going to do it to ourselves. We're going to think about who that voice belongs to. And you can name it if you like. So you can be like, oh, Jesus, Carl. Okay, I'm a failure. I get it. Calm down. I don't have to listen to you. Sorry if your name is Carl. And we're just going to repeat this pattern until it's our new normal. So once it becomes your new normal, you are going to feel so differently than you feel now. Because you're carrying around all this heavy, toxic shit. And it feels bad. And once we start getting rid of that, we feel lighter and we feel happier and life just gets better. So if you want practice doing this, if you want practice putting your thoughts on paper, get my journaling prompt. It is free. It's free. You literally have nothing to lose and you have a bunch of things to gain. 
livemyhappyhealth.com slash self-journal. It is going to help you. And if you want more help, I would encourage you to apply for my group coaching container where you get to work with me for 12 weeks and eight to 12 other totally badass people who are going to be on a similar journey. And you don't have to know all the steps. That's literally my job is to teach you what these steps are. So we're going to dig into a lot more mindset, a lot more skills. Um, and you get me weekly for 12 weeks, hanging out and doing the thing, answering questions, teaching you. So you can apply for that on my website, livemyhappyhealth.com. And I hope to see you in there. And if I don't, say la vie, live your dream. Um, let me know which one of these five, practicing awareness, writing down the meanest things you say, speaking to yourself as you would a toddler, thinking about who that voice belongs to and practicing. Let me know which one you were surprised by. If you're like, oh, crap, I never thought about that. That's interesting. Let me know. I hope that you have the most wonderful day. And I hope that you go about life compassionately and that you stop being an asshole to yourself because you deserve kindness. You deserve kindness. And if you need to imagine me punching that voice in the face, then that would be super fun. Let me know if that works for you. Okay, you go have a beautiful day.